Well, welcome to On The Way, however and wherever you are listening. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, what a great weekend we had. I know we're still on cloud nine. Yes. So excited about all the just great people we were able to meet yesterday. Yeah, it was so great. Well, a a weekend ago, we did our uh, Oak Street Fair at the Highlands Campus in Covington, and man, was it awesome. Had so much fun, got a lot, meet a lot of new people, and just really just had a great day celebrating four years of what God's been doing at the Highlands Campus. But then yesterday, uh, we spent some time in Rockbridge County at the Rockbridge Community Festival, and man, that was that was a lot of fun. It was kind of hot, but it was still uh still kind of neat. It was. We were <laughs> able to meet a lot of folks. You know, our heart and our prayer is Mm. that God would uh, allow us to open another campus in Rockbridge County. Hopefully sometime, prayerfully sometime, uh, the end of next year, a year from now, or maybe the spring of the following year, but that's kind of on the docket plans. Mm. And if you're listening from the Rockbridge County area, or you got friends there, man, we'd love to be able to tell you more about our plans. You can send us an email at (laughs) OTW. For on the way at fincastlebaptist.org. And again, however you're listening, you might be on the way. As we often say, you're on the way somewhere. You might be on the way to work. You might be on the way from work. You might be on the way to the refrigerator. You might (laughs) even be on the way to church, Pastor Jeff, while you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. But wherever you're on the way to, we want to make sure that you're on the way to heaven because there is a way and his name is Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's the most important thing that we can tell you. We can talk all day long about uh, theology and and different social situations and what the Bible says about this, but really what we want you to know is that the Bible says you're on the way, and we want to make sure that you're on the way to, uh, to heaven. And that's probably more important today than any other time, Pastor mm, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I have never seen in really my lifetime, such a sense of hopelessness today. Yeah, it's just everywhere, isn't it? It's every time you turn on the news, which I don't watch the news anymore, haven't watched the news in years. (laughs) I feel like all the news I get, uh, I can see it on Facebook, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody knows that's true. Oh, gosh. No, I I don't watch the news, uh, and so I don't really read the newspaper either because really every time you turn it on, it upsets me. I get I get frustrated, and I, and it just there's just this seems to be this 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 infatuation with hopelessness. With let's see how bad we can make this sound. Yeah, I mean, even after you know the terrible tragedy of nine eleven, or even after the two thousand and eight you know economic collapse, there was this sense that you know we would pull together and mm. we would get through this but Mm -hmm. man today people just feel like they have no control uh they they have no consistency there's Mm -hmm. the constant changing governmental mandates Uh, there's decisions that people have to make about uh, school and their kids and masks and then there's this overarching fear of you know, here we go again. Are we going to have yeah. to face everything we've just walked through? People are just hopeless today. 
Yeah, and and that's they're looking for hope, you know, and it's and they're looking everywhere for that. And we look to relationships, we look to our jobs, we look to our family, we look all sorts of places for hope. And really, all of those places can bring you some form of hope, but all of that hope is something that is not permanent. It's not a hope that's going to last forever. Eventually, that hope's going to fade. Yeah, and we see multiple people in the Bible that could serve as examples uh, of people that felt like people do today. They just feel stuck in wherever they are in life, their situation, they're 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 uh, downtrodden, they're discouraged, and uh, uh, you know they're paralyzed by hopelessness. It, it mm. reminds me of a guy in Mark chapter two that was actually paralyzed, and mm. he knew his only hope was to get to Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, our listeners might be familiar with the story of this fella. And what they may not know, though, is that in this time and culture, there were no social government programs that if you were paralyzed, you were destitute. You yeah, spent yeah. your life begging, yeah. just literally trying to get through today. Yeah, you were and, kind and, of an outcast of, yeah. of society, you know. Yeah. And the Bible has a lot to say about hope. The Bible yeah, reminds us in Hebrews 6 to take hold of the hope mm. offered and be greatly encouraged. And that's our desire today, Pastor Jeff, mm. is that our listeners today, as a result of their listening, would be encouraged because yeah, yeah. we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. Yeah, it's just like you said a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, truth, and you said we're going to drive the stake of truth into the ground. Well, we have a hope that is firm. It's it's solid. It's set in concrete. Mm. It's not going anywhere. And we can praise God for that. Yeah, it's an anchor. You know, I was reminded the other day, I was out on a pontoon boat out mm. on the lake. And, um, How was matter that? of fact, it, it sounded uh, like fun. It was a lot of fun. Matter <laughs> of fact, it was now that I think about it, it was a couple of months ago. And, uh, uh, my wife, we were watching the fireworks. This was on July 4th weekend. Yeah, that's been a couple months ago. <laughs> it was. And, and we, she wanted to watch the fireworks. So we got this right. pontoon boat. We go out there and we, uh, we threw the anchor down and, uh, I hadn't been on a pontoon boat in a long time, but it's a very windy night, which was great for the fireworks. Cause it meant the smoke got out of the way and you could really see the fireworks. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But even though we had the anchor down, uh, the anchor wasn't firm and secure. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot yeah. of people today that, you know, think they have the anchor of Jesus. Yeah. I got Jesus in my life. Yes. I'm a Christian, yeah, yeah. but their anchor is really not firm and secure. And as a result, we started drifting Mm. and we had to be careful that we did not drift into other pontoon boats that were watching the fireworks that night. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a danger in that. And you set your anchor in something that was supposed to be solid. And, and I remember uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were out on our kayaks and Mm. we wanted to talk to one another for a minute. So we kind of tied our boats together and I thought, Oh, we're, I didn't think that we're tied together. We're not going to move, but what happened was I didn't notice us moving because mm. we were together. And mm. so I had that, that boat anchored to something that was totally unstable. And by the time we realized it and looked up, we were almost uh, against the bank. And uh, we finally had to paddle out. But we sometimes put our anchor 
in something that is temporary, that won't last. And Scripture tells us where to place our anchor, and it even tells us what our anchor is, and that's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Exactly. You know, so many people think they have an anchor, but Mm. then, man, the winds of life, the changes of life, the hard times of life come, and they found out that their anchor is not exactly in the things that should be, not in things that are firm and secure. And so... That can be very unsettling. I can be. When you realize that, that, oh, my anchor is slipping, that thing that was supposed to be holding me fast is not... It can be disheartening, and you can lose hope as a result of that. Yeah, and and hope in the Bible, the hope that we're talking about, is not just wishful thinking. Mm. It's not, man, I hope it rains today, or (laughs) I hope it doesn't rain today, or or whatever. You know, it's not wishful thinking. Matter of fact, Pastor Jeff, before the break, before we're we're up against a break, but before we take it, I've got to give you an acrostic oh, for a boy. Okay. Right. Yeah, you won't okay. forget, man. I know you're I, excited. I hope this is a good one. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, Here's what hope is. H. Hope is holding on, praying expectantly. I've heard that before. Probably from you. Yeah, probably from <laughs> me. That's really what hope is. Hope yeah. is holding on, mm. praying, but praying expectantly. And after the break, we're going to come back and talk about specifically where we can find hope. We'll be right back after this short break. Kids Club is back at Fincastle Baptist Church Highlands Campus. This year, join us for The Quest as we go in search of the keys to the kingdom. Kids Club is a fun time for your child to play games, create awesome crafts, interact with other kids their age, and learn biblical lessons. Each Wednesday at 6.15 p.m., we will start the next adventure on The Quest. And we hope your child will join us to find the keys to the kingdom. Now, let's get back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On the Way. I'm Pastor Jeff, and I'm here with Pastor Kevin. And today we are talking about the hopelessness that we see in our world and where we can find hope and all all of the things that we've been discussing the the anchor and the all the the symbolism that we have had uh that we just talked about in the last segment have really kind of led us to one point where can we find hope where can we place that anchor that that is going to be a solid place where we can tie our hope to yeah i mean we see so much hopelessness today i mean i think of even the uh you know, the rapidly changing situation that we see happening in the Middle East and Afghanistan and the hopelessness that we've witnessed Mm. these past several uh, uh, days and weeks as people are just fleeing the devastation and the transition that's happening in that that nation. Or Uh, even the last year and a half with the COVID and now the new variants, it just seems like it's never going to stop. Where's the end? Uh, in the political spectrum, as you mentioned, it's just there's so it's so rampant and hopelessness. Then, and then you know we we hear about the the earthquake in Haiti and the people mm. now you know as you know they're still discovering bodies of people mm. that have been killed in that Tragic. terrible tragedy. Tragic. You know, there's just this hopelessness, not mm-hmm. only as you mentioned due to COVID, but just in life and mm. people here locally, Pastor Jeff in our area. 
man, they just there's just this constant changing governmental mandate. The uh, mm. the instructions from the so-called medical experts seem to constantly change. <laughs> right. It, yeah. There's this hopelessness. So where where can I get? How can I get reconnected to hope? And where do I yeah, place yeah. my hope? And there's a story in Mark chapter two mm. about a paralytic who was hopeless and his four friends basically did something dramatic mm. and they made an opening in the, made a hole in the roof where Jesus right, is teaching right. and lowered him down on a mat right in front of Jesus. You ever thought about that? I mean, I, we just had a new roof put on the Highlands campus. <laughs> now I, can you imagine Okay, now I know the buildings were different back then. Right. They were built basically out of uh, wood, and they had kind of like a, a, a mud roof and, a, and grass and things on the roof, so it was a little bit easier to take apart. But it did take some effort because those houses were pretty strong. Some of them are still standing today thousands of years later. But can you imagine if we're in service one Sunday and there's not any room. No one can get in. Standing room around the building. So the guys decide, well, I want my friend to see this pastor. So we're going to go up on the roof and start dismantling the roof. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Well, I just wonder sometimes. Jesus was teaching yeah. while that was going on. Obviously, bits of dust are falling down. Pieces of the roof Getting are the falling head. down. Yeah. What is he doing? Does he just keep teaching? Does he like pay no right. attention to the men on the roof? You know, right. yeah. How does he do that? I wonder things like that sometimes. But, but those I think men, it's the principle, though. Right. The men where we knew find hope. where to find hope. They yeah. knew for their friend who was hopeless on his own, he had no way of having hope. He had to be taken somewhere in front of a person to have hope. Yeah, we find hope in the presence of Jesus. Right. And that's why it's so important that we get ourselves and we get other people to Jesus. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes we think when we're having a hard time and we feel hopeless that, man, God must really be mad at me. Uh -huh. I must have done something really bad and yeah. God is punishing me. Oh. And, it, and it may be. Sometimes we suffer the consequences of our sinful choices and actions. But often what we experience is not punishment for something we have done, mm. but preparation for something we have yet to do. It's not punishment, but maybe it's preparation for yeah. something we have. It's yet lessons to that we have to learn. I can think back to times in my life where where it was difficult. It was hard, mm. and, and I felt hopeless, mm. and I thought, Lord, how in the world will you ever be able to make something good out of this in my life right now? And I, I look back on those times now, and every single one of them, I can literally point to every single time where I felt that hopelessness, and I felt like I was being punished. It turned out now that I learned valuable lessons in those difficult times that I'm now applying into practical ministry that are helping other people. It's that second Corinthians principle. We receive uh, uh, comfort from God to make us better comforters, not to make us comfortable. And God wants us to experience that 
in the presence of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we get reconnected to hope. And, and so, mm. you know, that's why we talk about how, why church is so important, why we talk right. about fellowshipping with other believers is important, yeah. why we talk about getting in the presence of Jesus in a daily quiet time of prayer and Bible reading. If you are needing some hope, mm. where do I find hope? I find hope in the presence of, <laughs> Of Jesus. That's right. Uh, and that is where my hope is found. But when we see this story, and as you mentioned, uh, the, this guy's four friends tearing apart this roof and letting him down right in front of Jesus, we see then that Jesus was able to deal with him individually. Uh, they got him to Jesus, but Jesus dealt with him individually. And when Jesus said, you know, your faith has made the difference, it's their faith to get him to Jesus. My faith is an individual thing. Mm. I can't mm-hmm. have faith for somebody else, but where I find hope is in the presence of Jesus, and then it's in the power of of Jesus that deals yeah. with my situation individually. Yeah, you know what's really interesting about the faith of those, these men was it in Mark chapter 2, it doesn't really say that the faith of the paralytic is what Jesus saw. Jesus in, in chapter, chapter 2, verse 5, it says, seeing their faith, the men that were lowering the man down from the roof. Their faith to get him to their Jesus. Their faith to get him there is what prompted Jesus to heal that man. But but a side note right there about faith. Faith, as we're told in James, faith without works is dead. Mm. And we're not working for our salvation. We're working from our salvation. And faith is an inward belief. And it's exhibited outward in obedience. And we have to have faith. And I love how the passage says that Jesus saw their mm. faith. Not, and Jesus could have looked in and, and seen it on the inside, but he saw it on the outside because they acted it out. They knew that in order to get their friend to Jesus, that was where he was going to have hope. So they brought him to the presence of Jesus, and then they were able to experience the power of Jesus. Yeah, it was more than just compassion, although compassion, right. real compassion leads to action. Right. Right. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, man, I feel sorry for those people or that situation or whatever. Yeah, and then we're going about our business. And then we go about our business. Yeah. But real compassion leads to action. So mm. to find hope, we find hope in the presence of Jesus. We find hope in the power of Jesus. The power of Jesus is the only thing mm. that will change our world. Our nation, our community, our our families, our our very lives. It's the power of Jesus. And And that what Paul said, right, in Romans chapter 1, he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. That's the power of God that's going to change our world. And what an encouragement, as you were saying earlier, what a way to get lifted out of hopeless, to, to be reminded that Jesus sees my faith. Yeah. That when I think yeah. that what I'm doing, nobody notices. Mm. You you know, so many times we're tempted to think, well, what difference does it make? Nobody notices. God sees. Mm. God sees. And yes, what an encouragement does. that is to think that God sees what I'm going through, that God cares, that God is aware and God is there. Yeah. And God knows 
And after the break, when we come back, we'll continue to talk about where we find hope. We find hope in the presence of Jesus and in the power of Jesus. So right back after this break, we'll continue our discussion about hope. The Women's Bible Study at Fincastle Baptist Church has just begun, and there's still time to join. This study focuses on the book Salvaging My Identity, written by Jennifer Mills and this year's Surrounded Conference speaker, Rachel Lovingood. To register for the Bible study, just go to fincastlebaptist.org forward slash women. While you're registering, you can get the book or the Surrounded Birch Box, which contains the book and many other great items to keep. Join us Tuesdays from 6.15 to 7.45 p.m. at the Highlands Campus, Thursday mornings from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Fincastle Campus, or Thursday evenings from 6.15 to 7.45 p.m. at Fincastle Campus. We hope to see you there. There's a ton more that our Highlands Campus has to offer. For more information on the church and our programming and events, go to fincastlebaptist.org and click on the Highlands Campus link. Now, let's get back to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back. I'm Pastor Kevin here with Pastor Jeff. We're really enjoying our discussion about hope. There's so Mm. much hopelessness today, and uh, we would love to be able to pray for you. If we can minister to you, uh, send us an email at otw for on the way at fincastlebaptist.org. Pastor Jeff, we've said to review where that, that we have hope. Yes. And our hope yes, is found do. in Jesus Christ. He is the anchor for our mm. soul. We talked about how it needs to be firm and secure. We talked about how we find hope in the presence of Jesus. We are referencing the Bible story where the four guys let their friend down, mm-hmm. made an opening in the roof right in front of Jesus. And then we find hope, secondly, in the power of Jesus and how Jesus dealt with this man, how he saw their faith, how he knew the other people's thoughts. Because when Jesus said to him, not only was he healed, but his sins were forgiven, you know, the religious people in the room started criticizing <laughs> him. And by the yeah, way, that, that reminds us, you know, the power of Jesus— produces criticism yeah yeah it does (laughs) i love the way jesus answered them which is easier right to say get up and walk essentially saying which is easier to forgive the man's sins or to heal him from being (laughs) you know unable to walk it's kind of like either one of them is impossible for a human and so god was saying or jesus was saying hey look i'm not what you think (laughs) i am god but, attention. But, but we need to be very clear that if you decide to put your anchor in Jesus and you decide to go all in with Jesus and you decide to grow in your faith and try to live out the gospel, mm-hmm. not just Sunday morning while you're in church, but, you know, Monday through Saturday where you're at work or the ball game or in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or wherever, it will produce criticism. Matter of fact, yeah. you know, if someone, you know, is really going all in with Jesus, we see time and time in the New Testament, uh, there will be criticism. That's true in an individual. Mm-hmm. It's also true, Pastor Jeff, in a church. We, yeah. We've experienced that somewhat. Yeah, and Paul encourages young Timothy with that even, doesn't he? He says, look, those that choose to live a godly life 
are going to experience and suffer persecution. Yeah, the and Bible that, says they will be persecuted. Right, not they right. might be persecuted or it could happen, right. but they will be persecuted. And that meant a whole lot different, uh, something totally different to the first church. Mm. To Timothy, that meant something totally different than it does to us. Yeah. Timothy, when Paul says you might, you are going to suffer persecution, in Timothy's mind, I'm sure he thought, I'm going to be killed for Christ. Or at least go to jail. Or even some of the Christians that we're seeing now who are standing up for mm. Jesus in Afghanistan that yes. are being killed for Jesus, those those people, that means something different to them than it does to us. When we think, uh, when we think you know, those that choose to live a godly life will, will suffer persecution, we think, oh, somebody might make fun of me. Mm. <laughs> you know? Somebody might say something mean to me. And my goodness, we get, we get all been out of shape over that, don't we? When there's there's people in the world that are dying for the name of Jesus, and we we struggle to share Jesus' name because we're afraid if somebody might say something negative about us. Yeah, it really comes down to the fact that the power of Jesus is the only thing that will change our world, our that's nation, right. our state, our community, our families, and our lives. And that's what it's all about. That's it's right. all about seeing lives changed for eternity. It, it, yeah. it, it's all about receiving the forgiveness of Jesus and placing your anchor, your hope in the presence of Jesus every day, mm. experiencing the power of Jesus as you walk by faith, not by sight. Understand you will be criticized, but walking in the forgiveness of Jesus, knowing you've got changed lives, and then as an outgrowth of what Jesus has done in your life, we find hope, thirdly, in the praise of Jesus. Yes. We, yes. There's something special, Pastor Jeff, when I'm feeling hopeless. Mm. I don't know how many times I, I can remember I'm feeling down and discouraged, and I'll be listening, and whether it be on my phone or the car radio, a song will come on. Mm. Or maybe it'll even just come to my mind. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the praise of Jesus breaks hopelessness in my life. Yeah, I was I was looking the other day reading in Psalms, and I forget exactly which passage it is, but there's one verse in there that stood out to me, and it said, Lord, make us glad for the same number of days that you afflicted us. Mm. And I thought, man, that is so powerful because— when I'm hopeless, when I feel down and God makes me, fills me with that hope through praise, I ought to praise him just as fervently as I prayed when I was feeling down. Because praise does, it turns our attention to someone else, doesn't it? It puts mm. our focus on Jesus and it says, Lord, I'm going to focus on your qualities. And then somehow God just kind of wipes away those feelings of hopelessness through the praise that we offer him. And we want to be careful here. We do not want to minimize. We know that you, the listener, some of you are really going through it mm, and you yeah. are facing a difficult situation, whether it be physically, whether it be in a relationship, maybe with your marriage, maybe you've got a son or daughter that has turned their back on the things of God and the way you've raised them. Mm. Uh, some of our listeners, Pastor Jeff, they're struggling maybe uh, at work And uh, they're struggling. There's some regret. There's some things from their past. And we want to be very careful that we're not trying to minimize that. We're just Mm -hmm. trying to look to the scripture of Mark chapter 2 
in a very familiar Bible story and remind us that there is power in the presence of Jesus. We find hope in the presence of Jesus. We find hope in the power of Jesus. So many people are thinking about change today. Mm -hmm. And we wonder, what's it going to take to change things? And, you know, the answer is not in your particular political party, whatever it might be. The answer is not in your 401k or in a stable home life or in Mm -hmm. your job. All those things are wonderful. The answer is in the anchor of Jesus Christ that needs to be firm and secure, and you need to tap into his power. And as an outgrowth of that, you praise Mm -hmm. him for what he's done because we've all— if we're honest, would say that we've been blessed. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, and the only thing you need to know, uh, the only thing you need to do to prove to yourself that you've been blessed is go on a short-term mission trip. Mm. <laughs> go overseas for a very short amount of time and see how the rest of the world lives. And then you will, I'll tell you, it has changed my perspective so many times. I will walk into a situation overseas and I think oh my goodness I can't even imagine living like this but these people are content and they're happy and they have hope why because they have understood that hope doesn't come in the size of their house Mm. it comes in the presence of Jesus it doesn't come because their political party like you said it becomes comes because of the power of Jesus and in the middle of their circumstance in the middle of their slum shack (laughs) <laughs> they can praise Jesus, and hope comes from that. I'm just like you. So many times when I'm feeling down, a song will come to mind, or I'll just start singing. I have to force myself to sing. So as we wrap up here, Pastor Jeff, I guess my final thought for our listener today would be, when we're thinking of this familiar story in Mark chapter 2, and you described it so wonderfully about how these guys' buddies tore this roof apart. <laughs> yeah, did. What is the, what is mm. the, the thing? What is the roof? that is keeping Mm. you from going all in with Jesus? What is it that is keeping you from taking hold of the hope that is offered and being greatly encouraged? We'd love to be able to help you. Again, reach out to us at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. And if you see Pastor Jeff and his wife kayaking down the river, be sure and give them a shout out. Thanks for listening. Or maybe an anchor. Or an anchor. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email them at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. To listen to more on the way, just go to fincastlebaptist.org forward slash OTW or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to us on 101.9 The River.